All right. What's happening, good people? How are we doing? How are you all doing tonight? Everybody good? Everybody all right? Well, tonight we have a special show. Bear with us as we get set up. We have a really um, good show tonight. It's going to be sensitive for some of us, so listener discretion is advised. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you've been doing today, but I hope you know we're glad you're here. And what we're going to be talking about tonight uh, regards the Sousa Barwinski Correctional Facility out in Massachusetts. And more importantly, it, it deals with a lot of different things. You know, this is mass incarceration at its finest. The way that we allow our men, you know, it really, really needs to stop. So I hope that you, you know, enjoy what we're going to share tonight. Um, that you could help us. We need the solidarity. We need people to help our friend. You know, she's going through something really dire. So while she gets ready and she's getting herself sorted out, allow me to also figure out what's going on with my headphones. I don't know. We'll work through it. Don't worry. We got this, guys. Um, it's a lot. <clears throat> we have a situation here, you know, a mother's connection to her son is one that cannot be, you know, understated. A mother and son, right? You can't get between that. It's very important for us to recognize that in the conversation that I hope we're going to have tonight, right? As my dear friend and comrade, I mean, this woman, I don't even know where to begin with the work she has been doing. She, you know, took what others may have as a disadvantage, and she has taken on a fight, not just for her son and her child, but for all who face this system, man. You know, I say this a lot on the pod, and I get a lot of flack for it, believe it or not. Our representation is really, really, really important. And I don't know if you're familiar with what's happening in mass or what has recently happened, but they now have a black attorney general. And what's also interesting is, of course, you don't think that she got her seat and they just welcomed her with big white arms, do you? Of course not. Why would they do something like that? So, you know, this woman is attempting the new attorney general Joy Campbell, uh, sorry, Andrea Joy Campbell. She is really attempting to, you know, address the racism, right? She's really trying, and you, we're going to give her the benefit of the doubt for now. We're going to give her the benefit of the doubt, right? We're going to say that's what's going on. We're going to hope that's what's going on, but we're not going to keep our eyes off it because it's not going to be you know, anything new if someone we believed in disappointed us, right? I mean, as a friend of mine said recently, and it's sad but true, there are no more heroes, right? I, You know, one of the things another good friend and comrade told me is the art, the true uh, dedication of a, of a leader is the willingness to let go. Sometimes you just have to let some people and all that goes with it go so that you could do what you're meant to do here, right? And I have to say for my dear friend, she's getting herself together, she's coming on board. 
um, you know, she's logging in now. She has been fighting this fight for <laughs> longer than some of us would even be willing to. Leona, are you on? Oh, you're sounding a little gruffy there. Get yourself a little situated. I think your earpiece. Try it without the earpiece. Let's see if it sounds a little better. So I'm just starting off. I could hear you, but you're still sounding a little rough. You want to try coming out and coming back in? And let's see if that helps. While you do that, I'll just give folks a basic backdrop of what's happening here. So you got it. So my dear friend um, and comrade, she's someone who I, I highly regard. You know, we can't understate the importance of the work that she's doing. She's been doing some really, 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 really great work, right? Um, she's been really fighting for her, not just for her rights. This is the thing. She's doing this, like I said, a mother's love for her child. It's incomparable. The lengths that this woman has gone to is beyond words for me. I have to say that people don't realize that when someone is incarcerated or detained, two people at least feel the trauma. The person who is detained as well as the person who is, um, who is you know, caring for that person and all involved. It's a hard battle. And if you're familiar with Sousa um, Barowinski, let me give you some backdrop for those who aren't familiar with this place. This particular institution, the Sousa Barowinski Correctional Center, ooh, I said that in one go. That particular correctional center has a real morbid history, okay? Let's not forget, this is the same facility where um, Aaron Hernandez hung himself, if I'm not mistaken, okay? He hung himself. You have to ask yourself, what's up with this bloody history at this place? What's up with that, right? What's going on, you know? Um, you know what I mean? It It is something else. Let me see if Le uh, Leona's sound is doing a little better. Let's try this. Leone, you want to try unmuting yourself and speaking for a sec? Let's do a quick sound test. See if you can see. It's on the side there, I know. Folks, just bear with us. Tech could be very techy, you know. Um, let's see. We're just trying to get ourselves sorted. But anyway, going back to the Sousa um, Barwinski Correctional Center, it has a real bloody history. This thing is no joke. This place is like... They talk about the inmates, but they don't talk about what happens to people there, right? It's a real morbid place. It's not somewhere where you go into and come out better. I, I don't see that from there, okay? I don't see that at all. If anything, it has a real dark history. And one of the biggest cases out of that would have been Aaron Hernandez. If you're familiar with him and you're familiar how he got there, you would know that this place has a real bloody history. Now, you don't hear about that side of it in the news because remember, if you're not familiar with where we're talking about, right, this is a maximum security prison. I mean, the folks who are in here are treated with very high security. I mean, this is policing 
and prison life at its finest. Okay, this is what it is. This is where you lose hope if you were thinking that you you would have any reform. You don't hear those stories. You don't hear about that. Okay, instead you hear about the bloody stuff happening. In fact, more recently, and let me tell you about this. Back in June 2021. An officer and an inmate at this particular facility were having an inappropriate relationship. What the, f what the fuck? How is that even possible? Love letters, money, brutal beatings, all of that? All of that? Are we serious? Come on now. Come on. Okay. This is supposed to be a mental health institution unit that this happened in this this inmate correctional officer rapport so why are their relationships happening how can you blame that inappropriate as they like to say when the staff is involved how can you blame the bad behavior just on the inmate when you have staff doing this shit too back in 2021 big case hey leona how you doing over there okay I think your headphone might be a little funny. Is it plugged in? How about you try putting it on speakerphone without your headphone? Let's see if it's that what it is. It might okay. be that. Let's see if that helps. So. Okay. I can hear you a little better. Okay. Do you have any other speakers or anything on? Because you get a lot of back noise. So she's still figuring out because just bear, bear with us here, folks. Technology could be a hell of a thing. Let's try this one last time, Luna. Come out and come back in, but without the airpiece on. Let's see if it works better. There we go. She's going to figure that out. So. What I'm saying here, folks, let's go back to this correctional center. We have all kinds of shit happening over here. We have off, you know, these are people who are supposed to be securing the facility. Instead, they are using, right? How is this even possible? Okay, can you hear me, CJ? I can hear you better now. Okay, I've got it. I've got it okay. up as high as it goes. Uh, okay, can you hear me? I can hear you clear, loud and clear. All right, awesome. You have a little bit of a back noise. So what I'm going to advise is I want you to start telling your story. Start with you. How did we get here? And let people learn about your child and why we're here tonight. Just speak a little slow so everybody could focus. Okay, I have a son. He's serving a life sentence. He's never been involved with the law before, never been involved with drugs or anything like that. In his last year of college, he was 21 years old, 20, 23 years old, he got involved with, uh, in a relationship with a white girl. Found out the family was really racist. She played head games with him. And eventually, he ended up with severe depression. He found a fatal shot. In 1993, Hold on one second, Leona. Wherever you were just now, you came in crystal clear. So if you're moving around, somewhere you were at just now, you were crystal clear. Let's try that one more time. Okay. 
I think it might be a signal issue. Just bear with us, folks. So what she's saying is her son never had a record, right? And so he falls in love with this white girl. And through a case of mistaken identity, he fell in love. She was having an affair. This led to that. He's behind bars. held it in all those years and he disclosed after being in a relationship with this girl about eight or nine months into the relationship he disclosed to her what happened to him as a child she thought it was funny first of all and not long after that he also found out she had been using him she was lying to him she was deceiving him she was going out with this guy who was a jewish guy her sister was going out with the brother who was jewish and they come from a family of lawyers. And the girl is still alive. It was her sister that was killed. But the problem is the family had connections. And because of those connections, they had made it impossible for my son to adjust while in prison. He has been denied opportunities to participate in any kind of programs, to participate in any kind of programs, work and educational programs. They have completely, permanently damaged him. They removed all the cartilages in his knee. They removed all the cartilages in his shoulder. They cut into his collarbone. He can't lift weights. He can't remain strenuous exercises. They have made it impossible for him to get a lot of mail. They have destroyed his mail. So he really got mail. So I don't write to my son. I haven't seen him for 10 years. And the only communication we've had is his phone calls every couple oh of days. Oh, You haven't seen your child in 10 years? I haven't seen him in 10 years because... He 10 years? Tonight would have been the first time that I would have gotten to see my son. Oh, my God. In 10 years. Oh. And what happened is, they, I had this person coming in from the Netherlands. She's a psychosocial therapist. She was going to go with me to see him. She came and we had planned it. I had him put her on his list and everything else. As soon as this visit, this time came closer. They started all these this problems with him. They were going to transfer him closer to me, a facility closer to me. They decided not to the next day. They were going to send him further away. One second, Leonie. You're coming in a little choppy. Are you moving around a little bit? Oh, let's see. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, because you were coming on crystal plant and you went a little choppy. Folks, just bear with us because we're trying to make this work. We need your solidarity. This happens when we say out loud. Let me tell you all something again. I started off this episode by talking about Aaron Hernandez. Okay? And I mentioned that for a reason. Because that happened at that institute. People are going into that place and they are hurting themselves or ending up dead or more mentally worse off than they were before. Right? Our friend Leona, I mean, I'm trying to hold back the tears because this is hard. This is a hard conversation. I can't imagine not seeing my child for 10 years. My God. 
Based on what you know from the research you did, Aaron Hernandez, because I always thought that was real questionable. Why would he do something Some like that? Prisoners. Some prisoners told the advocate that Aaron Hernandez did not kill himself, but they had they had taken him out all day. They don't know where they took him to. When they brought him back, that's when it happened. That's I when see. it happened. But oh, you're sounding crystal clear. Wherever you're standing, you're clear right now. Okay. The, the advocate said the prisoners that told her she couldn't name them because she didn't want to get them in trouble. But she said that they told her that Aaron Hernandez did not commit suicide. Something was done to him. I believe it. I believe it. Because if people follow that case, it really doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. We could say a lot of things about what he did. But is what he turned into when he went there. Let's put this in perspective. We're talking about a maximum security prison. So we're talking about prisoners not really being able to integrate with each other. Okay? This is not the type of situation where everybody's out and open, that kind of thing. They have limited interaction with the world, right? So how Aaron Hernandez show up dead? And that particular prison has a very bloody history outside of Aaron Hernandez. Isn't that so, Leona? They, if have, they go on the internet and they type in Susan Baranowski riot in 2020. They're going to find out that the Susan Baranowski correctional officers and prison officials went on a unprovoked attack on all prisoners after a riot took place. They removed the prisoners from that block. They ended up going on an unprovoked attack, putting the guards on, the, the dogs on people, racing them. They even took my son handcuffed him behind. They put him on the same block that I had to place on after they moved those prisoners off. And this is what they do. Lawyers are involved right now in lawsuits against those correctional officers and those prison officials for the damage they did to a lot of prisoners back then. But they can go on the internet and type in Susan Baranowski. They can type yes. God. Yes. God's caught smelling guns and God's caught an unprovoked attack on prisoners. They're going to find out that that's notorious. And yes. politicians are afraid to challenge them, and that's why they're getting away with so much. But not only that, but they limit your interaction with the incarcerated. And that's what they're doing now. They try, they try right. to prevent this visit. They try to prevent this week because they know she's here for the week. And they know that we were planning on going into visiting at least a couple of times. And they, they started this just a few weeks, two or three weeks before the visit was supposed to take place. Now he's on a he's on a punishment block. He was on suicide. 
They took him out of the suicide watch. They put him back on the, on the punishment block. Now they're saying that there's not going to be any visits because there was an altercation in that unit and that the, the, the units are locked down. The point to do this until this week is up until this psychosocial therapist goes back to the Netherlands and then they're going to probably release some men. But they did this before. They do this all the time. Of course they do. Of course they do. And we didn't even talk about how they treated them during COVID, did we? We didn't even talk about that. Because people need to understand. Because someone is incarcerated, doesn't mean they're not human. They get they the caregivers, their parents, their loved ones. How do you expect them to get better if you keep treating them like that? But this is why we have to fight to end the mass incarceration. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Here they have people like John Diaz. Are they really being, you know, empowered, supported, given opportunities for reform? Or are they being punished and brutalized? I mean, I've heard stories of correctional officers doing some of the most disgusting shit you could think of to inmates, including shitting on them, peeing on them, harassing them, calling them names, raping them, turning their backs when they see or know of certain things? What has it been like having to deal with this over 10 years? I got to tell you, I don't know how you did that and how you're doing that. I love you, sister. You're a queen. You're a queen. For real, for real. And even if tonight you're frustrated with our little audio, whatever, I hate to be the one to tell you. Well, the ones who will get offended. We're going to keep this conversation going. Tonight is not going to be the only conversation for hashtag justice for John Diaz. You were today years old when you realize you need to get up and stand up against the brutality against this man and the many others who are affected. You know what else they do, uh, CJ? Another thing they do is they don't list the race. Races of the incarcerated people that are of color in Massachusetts. I don't know about. Of course, they I don't, don't know about other states, but they don't list their, their race. They, it's unknown, so that messes up the census. Mm. So people don't know when they see unknown, they automatically assume a lot of times that the person is white. Even in my son's case, he's not Spanish, but he has a Spanish name. But my uh, my biological father was African American and Indian. My adoptive father was Cape Verdean, and so my son is half right. Cape Verdean, half Lebanese, and half African. And that that's what really bothers me because people don't know the races of these people that are incarcerated if no. they're of color. No, that's what's happening. No. No, but that's okay. And we're going to prove her point in case you thought she was making it up. If you want to help Leona, which we're asking you to do, we need you all to jump in here. I need you all to write some freedom of information requests. I need you to challenge the Attorney General, Andrea Joy Campbell. You could send it to AGO 
at state.ma.us. We need to ask some damn questions. And one of those questions we need to ask is, we want to ask them the race, age. Okay? We need to know that. Why are they hiding that information? Why? But when they were publicizing, I'm going to go back to Aaron Hernandez. When they were publicizing his case, they did not waste time in the media painting this image. I'm not saying that he was a saint, but they didn't waste time criminalizing him, did they, Leona? Same with your son. This is his first offense. It is 2023, and we're still waiting for Donald Trump to get arrested. That's bullshit. And if you're not mad yet, get mad about the fact that your tax dollars is funding this bullshit. How do you feel about that? Even Joe Biden's son, he's still trying to keep his son out of prison. You know, it's okay for these politicians to be able to get away with things that others are not able to. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Why is it okay for the upper heads to do it? See, America likes oppression. It runs on that. It gets people don't realize this incarceration. Okay, let's talk English now. This incarceration system in the United States. It's profit driven. It's not meant to get anybody better. It's meant to make money. America likes to spend money on oppression. Every time a black or brown person faces a charge and has to go to court and defend themselves, guess who just made money? Guess who just made money? This is disgusting. Folks, we need you all to get active. We need you all to get active. And it starts by hearing this story today. How old was your son when he got detained? He was uh, he was 24 when, when the crime happened, and he was 27 when he went to prison. Wow. And it's uh, it was in 1997. Oh, my God. So it's been 27, 28 years now. You have been fighting for your child. Is he your only child? Yes. Oh, God, Lord. I can't even. That made my child hurt. Well, the thing is, it was, it, it was the fact that he, he shared something with somebody that happened to him as a child, and he felt betrayed having in all those years. I, I just learned about it seven months before the offense myself. I didn't have time to work with him on that. But he had been holding this thing since he was a child, and it was bothering me because there was no father in the picture. So you're a single mother. I was a single mother. Doing what you right. Doing what you need to do, right? Exactly. Life happens. Let me tell you all some. For anybody who wants to draw judgment on her and her son, go fuck yourself. Let me tell you why. 
we all sat wherever we were at and watched what these fuckers did on January 6th. They're still trying to put people in jail. And right here in Connecticut, someone who was running for office for mayor in Derby was down there. Imagine that. He participated in the insurrection, as they like to call it, because that's a nicer word. You know, when white people fuck up, we have to use nice words. So, this asshole participated in the insurrection, and he was still able to be out and run for fucking office, and this woman could not see her child? Oh my god. So how do you all come? He called me on the phone every couple of days, but now that it's on lockdown, he's, he's not able to call. He was going to call yesterday when, when Marion came in from the Netherlands. He was going to call yesterday because we were going to talk about the, when we were going to go. We were planning on going Tuesday, but we decided we'd try to go tonight. And if we had gone tonight, we would have been there right now sitting with him, visiting with him. Right. But then they called us, and then we weren't able to go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. So you followed protocol. Let's make sure. I'm going to repeat it just in case you're still coming in a little disrupted to some listeners, right? And also for emphases, right? Okay. You gave 24-hour no notice about yes. coming to visit your child. And this is a weekend. And they called you to cancel? That's what I couldn't understand. Normally, a prison doesn't call the visitor. So I know that this was planned because I've never in my life ever heard of a prison calling people to tell I've them. never heard that. No. I have never heard that. And they didn't even give you a reason. Like, there's nothing oh, happening on, on the second. news. This is him. Okay, so I'll mute hold you on. so you could talk to him. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on. Go ahead. Do your thing. So, do you all hear what's going on here? Do you all understand what's happening here? Here's this mother. Let me recap it in case the audio is still being a little shaky. So, what our friend Leona is saying, and mind you, Leona also has her own podcast called Shedding Light. Um, you could listen and tune in on Blogspot Radio, right? Um, this will be posted there. And like I said, I promise you, this is not the last time you're going to hear about this cause. This is just the beginning. What are the odds? Okay. What are the odds of them calling her on a weekend? Remember, she followed protocol. She submitted the paperwork. It all got approved. She has been dealing with this for over 20 years. We've only been talking about it for 20 minutes. And I I'm disgusted. Okay, they don't share the race of who's incarcerated at a maximum security prison. That raises a lot of questions for me. Why is that? What do you not want us to know is what I want to know. What do you not want us to find out is what I want to know. So, folks, I'm inviting you all to join us in this call to, to submit freedom of information requests. We need to know. We need to know what's really going on. This woman has not been able to see her child. They're denying her her rights. They're denying her her rights, right? What is going on with that? 
Why is that? Why do you think that is? Anytime they go to such lengths, I mean, you heard her say it, if you could, that she scheduled 24 hours in advance. This is the weekend. This literally just happened over the last 24 hours. And she gets a random phone call that her visit is no longer authorized. There's no information on what happened. There's no information on if there was an incident. I mean, anything could be going on. We see this happen all the time. What if there's some kind of security, something happened there that she needs to know about? Why should she not care about the safety of her child? That's insane. That's insane. Okay? That's really, really, really insane. She's talking to her son as right now. You know, she finally got a phone call with him. Could you imagine having to only be only able to communicate with your child via phone? You're not able to get no pictures. You're not able to see him. You can't send no letters. And you can't go there now. My God. Let that sink in. And just to go over to Palestine real quick, for anybody who's still sitting there thinking we shouldn't care about Palestine, that what I just described happened right here in America. For real. Right here in the Northeast that is supposed to be all about equity and inclusivity and, you know, diversity. But we don't even know the race, the inmates at this center. That's insane. That's really insane. And it has a very bloody history. As she just shared, even the inmates know that Aaron Hernandez, he didn't kill himself. He didn't kill himself. Something was going on. If you think about that case with Aaron Hernandez, right, if we go back in time, you know, he was also having troubles as far as being allowed to visit with people, okay? He was having troubles with that as well, right? They were denying him all kinds of things. Why is that? Why is that? Anytime they start gatekeeping, I don't care where it's happening. Anytime there's gatekeeping and gaslighting, there's something somebody don't want you to know, see, or challenge. And that's what we're hearing tonight, okay? And we're not going to stop. We won't back down. We have to stand in solidarity with our sister here. We have to do that. We must do that. Imagine what would happen, my friends. The money that was spent on incarceration, right? She's saying now that she's texting. She's on the phone with her child. Her son doesn't know what's going on. They let him out for a quick shower and a phone call. Imagine that. Now, she was worried that he would find out that their visit was canceled because how could you not be? Just imagine. Just imagine the mental health impact that would have on him. That's insane. That's insane. This is not a system that's helping our people, my friends. This is a system that's killing us. We have to get up and stand up. We must do it. We must do it. Look at this woman here, my good, good friend. You know, she's trying everything, including technology she don't even use. 
Now he doesn't even know he's telling her that he doesn't even know if they'll allow him to have any visits this week. That's insane. She has dedicated her life to trying to get to visit her son. Pause there for a minute. I want you all to pause there for a minute. Could you imagine? Some of us get frustrated when we go in for gas and we can't handle the line. We get mad about that. We get pissy about that. So just imagine how you would feel if you couldn't see somebody you cared about or loved for 10 fucking years. 10 years. Mm -hmm. And just imagine how you would feel if you found out that the reason why you couldn't see them is not because you didn't want to, but because they are literally not letting you. So one has to, you know, one has to wonder what's really going on over there. Mm -hmm. What What's going on? What's really going on? They're punishing these people. I remember when uh, COVID first started, the stories we would hear about the inmates who were dying from COVID. They were dying. See, y'all seem to think, some of us seem to believe that folks go to prison deserve to be there. I'm granted there are people who commit some real heinous crimes. She shared her story herself. He committed a crime, a crime out of love story that went wrong. Mm -hmm. She never said he should be free. You didn't hear her say that. She's never said that. She just wants to see her child. He hasn't been committing any offenses, by the way, while incarcerated to warrant him not being able to visit his mother, visit with his mother. So you have to ask yourself, what's really going on? Are they that mad that she's telling the truth? What are they trying to hide? Again, I invite you, look it up. We told you, look them up. You don't believe it, look it up. Sousa Barowinski. It's pretty insane what they're doing over there, but why are we okay with it? And what's sad is we don't even know who inside there. Why are they keeping that secret? What's the problem with knowing the race and age of who's back there? Why would they want to not let people know that? You ask yourself that question. And then ask yourself, how come we always have money to build these penitentiaries, which by the way, most of them, again, they're profit, they're profit driven. These things aren't made to improve our societies like some of you all think. These things are done by design to actually oppress us even more. It's a scare tactic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a scare tactic. There was really no reason why in her case it couldn't have gone a little differently. I've seen people, I've, I've seen the stories, I've heard the stories, and I'm not talking about on Fox News either. I'm talking about other stories that I've heard from other women and men who are doing the work with the prison system, right? You'll be surprised by what you find out with some of these folks who are incarcerated. Some of the stuff that they're serving some time for is some real bullshit. Again, she never said that her son was right. She's just saying, can I see my child? I have the right to do that. Okay? Aaron Hernandez goes there and, you know, he, I, I, I was never a fan of him in that way. I don't follow the sport. I'm still kneeling with Cap, right? But the thing is, he changed. 
a change. Now it's supposed to be inmates at the Susan Barawinski Correctional Center may have up to two adult visitors and up to four visitors total. They could have one adult, three children, two adults, two children, or any combination, as long as it's no more than four. They are allowed three visits per week and one visit in a day, only one. So you could have three visits per week, but only one per day, right? The North Housing Units has visits on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. The South Housing, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. She was gonna go down today, but they called her right before to say, nope, not you. And now they're telling him he may not have any visit this week, but he didn't do anything. So what's really going on? I'm asking the question because we see that shows, uh, stations like A&E, you know, they do all these specials on the jails and how they're going in there undercover, yada, 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 all this other bullshit, bullshit that sells because, you know, the mental slavery sells. People like to see this type of oppression work. Let me tell you something. America runs on oppression. I keep saying it. I'll say it again. America runs on oppression. Y'all like to see this. A lot of y'all like to see this. Mm -hmm. Some people wouldn't even care what he didn't do. As long as they hear the name of the facility, they're convinced he was that fucked up. What if, what if he wasn't? What if he wasn't? What if, what if it is that, as she described, you know, this was his first major love and she betrayed him. She was cheating on him. He didn't know any better. He let his emotions get better of him. I'm not saying what he did with it. We never said that, you know, and in a case uh, that really went really terribly, really fast, you know, he ends up doing something that he would have to pay for for the rest of his life. She never said that he would be free, right? She only said she wants to see her child. So why? Why is that? Why is that? Again, I want you to go back and do some non-biased research on Aaron Hernandez, right? The, you know, I mean, that place has had a real bloody history. We're talking about back in 2017, right? 2017, 27 years old, and here's this NFL star found hanging by a bedsheet at 3 a.m. conveniently. And nobody finds this weird, right? Nobody found that strange, okay? I mean, we have to, we have to question these things. We don't even know how many black or brown people are at this place. We don't even know what, what they eat. We have no idea, right? Now, allegedly, Mitt Romney investigated the place and called for improvements. But it's no secret that Aaron Hernandez, who was probably the most famous one to have done so, right? Other inmates also committed suicide there. Now, it's no secret 
that incarcerated people sometimes take their lives. But you have to ask yourself, what caused this? What led here? You think they just did it because they was bored? I'm smelling some real bad shit. Okay? Again, these are human beings too. They deserve to be mentally well. I mean, isn't the whole point of this alleged system? Why call it a system if there is no system? How about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? Right? I mean, if it's supposed to be a system that's meant to improve lives, that's why we're using the word, right? We 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 say that it's called a prison system because there's a system, meaning you go in, something happens, you come out. The something happens is supposed to make you come out and not want to go back. But is it really a system that works like that? I dare to say absolutely fucking not. Okay. I mean, they're doing all kinds of shit to these people. The, the stuff that's happening to these inmates. There's no secret that the United States that suicide is the second cause of death among state prisoners. That being said, why did Aaron show up dead? Why is it that John Diaz cannot have visitors at the Sousa Barowinski Correctional Center? I think you all need to start asking questions. Before you decide that you know everything, ask some damn questions, right? Because these people are getting away with it. And just in case you didn't know, don't think that colorism and all the other isms do not happen to the staff at the prison. I could tell you stories about right here in good old Connecticut where, um, you know, correctional center staff who are not white, who did not identify as Catholic, were harassed. Use the imagination. Sometimes in the most disgusting ways right, while on the job by their peers. Imagine you, your job is to supervise these people, these problematic people, and they have their share problems, but then you have to deal with coworkers who fucking with you on the job, making fun of you, mimicking you, all of that, all of it, all of it. How would you feel if you had to deal with that? Would you even be able to? Do you think he could handle that? I dare to beg, you know, to challenge you on that. How would you feel, right? So this particular facility is no stranger to having issues, a lot of problems here, not with just how they treat the prisoners, but also how they treat their staff, right? It's really, 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 really problematic. Okay, and we need to think about that. We need to think about how we could change this, right? We need to come together. We need the black and brown people. We need to come together. My friend here, you know, she's she's off air right now because she's speaking to her son. She wasn't able to see him, so I'm not going to stop her at all from speaking to him. We could always do another episode. We're not worried about that. But I cannot imagine as a mother to a son, a black son myself, as a West Indian myself, I can't imagine what she has been going through. And let me tell you something. She's vested in this. And I, I, I invite you all to join the fight. We need the voices. Don't just show up to the protests and yell out the words that sound nice. We need you all to do something. And how you could do that in this case, email, 
call the Attorney General's office. Ask some questions. Let's start there. Let's ask some questions. Let's find out some information. Why can't she see her child? Why? Why is that? What is it that that is going on where they're, they're very intent? Because let's be real here, people. Aaron Hernandez, a world-famous football player, a, U a U.S. famous football player. Nobody said he was a saint. But it drove him to allegedly kill himself. Now, you heard her say that as well. Inmates at the facility have said he did not, Aaron did not commit suicide. It was actually the opposite. And that was being said back then, but people didn't seem to care. Because once again, the, the Western white media told us he's a bad, bad man. Fuck him. We believed it. I never said what he did was right. But what we believe was white. Okay? Let me tell you something. If you're with the type of person who's afraid to hold these people accountable, just remember, these are the same people who show up in front of your door and beg you to vote them in. They know what happens when we question their shit. They just like when we do not do it. They love when we don't do it. They love when we sit here and we're quiet. So if you missed the first part, tonight we're sharing the story. We had a little technical issue there, but I just want to recap it really quick, because this is not the last time we're going to have this conversation. This is one of many that's going to happen. Leona's son got into a relationship with a white woman. He's a black man with diverse heritage, Cape Verde, Lebanon, you heard her say it, right? And African-American as well. And so he would get into this relationship with this woman, a white woman, who has some real strong connections back in Mass. And she was cheating on him. And he finds out. So what he did wasn't right. But the consequences was even more ridiculous because what would happen is he would end up killing the wrong person. Not that there was a right person, so don't come for me. What I'm saying is I never said, nobody said, she didn't say that what he did was right. Okay? But at the same time, it's right here on the page right here, their page. Prisoners are allowed to have visitors. Prisoners are allowed to have three visitors each week, one per day. She was supposed to go see her child today. And out of nowhere, I've never heard of a prison calling somebody on a weekend like that at all. Thank you. Thank you for being patient. Uh, that was my son. Yes. And he called, they let him out. They let him out for, for uh, an hour to take a shower and make a phone. He only had one phone call. He doesn't know what's going to happen this week. He doesn't know if they're going to allow visits, but he said it wasn't really an altercation that took place at that, in that unit. He said two prisoners were running around a after each other and they locked mm -hmm. it down for everyone. He said that he seems to think that this happened because someone called the governor's office. They feel he feels the governor's office called because he was supposed to be taken off that block, that unit. And he feels he has a friend, Kip Diggs. Kip Diggs used to be a boxer. He's now a legislative member. And my son mm -hmm. grew up with Kip. He thinks that Kip called the con, uh, the governor's office. The governor's office called to have him taken off that block. And that's why he thinks that they're keeping him on that unit because somebody called on his behalf. This is the way that prison operates. But he's, mm -hmm. he's, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know if they're going to 
um, get him out or allow him to have the visit. He doesn't want us to go up there for nothing because he thinks that they might turn us away. But I'm going to make some calls. I have to make some calls tomorrow. No, no, you you have to make some calls. And what you're going to do, you're going to share that information with me so mm -hmm. I can share with other people. And we're going to handle this shit because there's no friggin' way. Look at what you just said, Leona. He yeah. didn't even do anything. He They're didn't do anything. Nothing. And like you remember, you and called... I spoke. You, you and I said this, didn't I tell you? You owe me a beer now. You owe me a beer, just so you know. <laughs> you owe me a beer, Leona, because I told you so. I told you so. They fucking went him. Let me tell you something that I learned. I have the pleasure, you know, even myself and and the persons we know, we no longer do work together. But I had the pleasure of being trained. And I will never, ever, ever regret it. There's some things in life you don't regret. And being trained and organizing by who I was trained by and what I was exposed to was amazing. Because I've been to Boston. I've been to these correctional facilities. These aren't like the parks, are they? No. They're not beautiful. They're very fucking depressing. Right? And people are afraid to call these fuckers out. And we act like it doesn't affect us when it does, because guess what? Like I was saying just now while you were talking to your son, when they're running for fucking office, who they come on? Who, what do they say? We want to change this. Now, I'm reading up on our friend here, um, the current attorney general, Andrea Campbell. She's supposed to be about these words that these people like to throw around, diversity, equity, inclusivity. Yes. Okay? That is bullshit. I am calling on those listening and join this call to action. Let me tell you, this hitting a nerve, you know. This hitting a nerve. Fellow West Indian, come on now. Come on now. Keep ready. Don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. Fellow, fellow black person, let's go. Let's stop it. This is how we stop the war on the black and brown people. Challenge this shit, man. They are using the prison system to fuck with us. They love to do it. They love, love, love to do. That's why for me, you know, I was saying this earlier, Leona. I had an episode earlier because it was on my spirit to talk about certain things. And of course, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this you, because I told you you do know it. I'm one of the most hated activists in this state. Is that right? No. Is that right? And what did you say to me? Then you're doing something it. right. That's you're doing right. something right. So fuck it. Okay. I've seen my share. They love to arrest us for bullshit. They love to do it, right? Now, as I was saying while you were talking to your son, you know, your son, you never denied what he did. That's not no. what we're talking about here. No. What we're saying is, is that he deserves his right to have a visitor, Okay, and you haven't been able to sit with your child. Things that some of us take for granted is freedom. You know, I mightn't have the fanciest thing in my house, but here's what I don't have to do. I don't have to share my room and space that might be the size of a closet. I don't have to smell shit right next to my bed. I don't have to, you know, stare up at the roaches and whatever else might be in the ceiling. Wasn't it not too long ago a prisoner was eaten alive by bed bugs? Yes. Eaten alive Leona, by bed bugs in Georgia. By bed bugs in Georgia. I don't know how you do it, my friend. 
I don't know how you do it, but this is the first. Everybody was today years old when they found out. We ain't backing down, are we, Leona? No. We're not backing down, baby. And she is not by herself. And as I told my friend earlier, when Allah is present, you are not alone. When God, whatever you refer to your higher power as, you're not alone. But what's even better, you have company now. And I'm a motherfucker. I'm a mother first and a motherfucker after that. And I'm not the only one. You're not alone, baby. Mm-hmm. Right now, Black and Brown United in Action is going to start it off by writing a freedom of information request. And I'm going to invite people to join this. Okay? There's no reason why. How would you feel? I can't, I can't imagine. I'm a single mother myself. 10 years, I didn't get to see my baby. Oh. 10 years? That's what made it so hard. That's what made it so difficult. Of course. Of course. My God. And for bullshit, because like you said, he he never did. It was just really having a bad relationship that led him here. Now, does he have a history of any mental unwellness? No. No, he and you know they they uh, evaluated him. Mm-hmm. They evaluated they evaluated him, and first they said it was PTSD, and then the they, the next day they said it was antisocial behavior. <laughs> he never had a problem with in, in, talking. He hasn't had any problems with prisoners. It's just been the staff, and the thing is mm-hmm. he. But that's still a psychological issue. That should allow him right. to to maintain his single cell status. He's had to fight. When they've tried to double sell him, he's had to fight to keep his single cell status throughout the years. He has it wow. all. The, and you mentioned shit and you mentioned all the roaches and everything. My son, will he like he says, there's prisoners that don't even bathe. And he's not going right. to be in a small cell, like you say, around a lot of right. crap and a lot, a lot of s- smelling stuff. So this is right. why he's had to fight for his single cell status throughout the years. Right. Right. I wanted to ask you the uh, letter that you wrote to uh, Andrea Joy Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is is this the letter that you're sending on behalf of of John? Yes. This All is right. the oh. So what she's referring to, folks. So what Black and Brown United in Action is going to do? We're going to kick it off the right way. We're going to submit what's called a Freedom of Information request, and we're going to publish it because we want other people to join in this call. If you're a parent, and even if you're not, if you've ever known someone who's been incarcerated, right, and you had to deal with that, my heart goes out to you, all right? It's not, it's not the, the fun and excitement that some people glorify. You know, it's, let me just go off topic for a second. One of the things that I get critiqued for is I'm not excited to get arrested at a protest. Listen, let me tell you all something. I don't give a fuck about the police. But there's a couple of things I'm not going to do. First of all, I don't like organizing anything where they tell me, well, we need the police to say, because you know what they're really telling you? They're really telling you? You can't do it over here. You can't do it over here. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. for me, I don't like to organize and get the police involved. Plus, what people seem to fail to realize is that when you do these rallies and protests and you have the police presence, for folks who are undocumented, especially, or who are who have re-entered society, that's some serious mental trauma, man. 
That That's not cute. So why would they come to your shit? Don't get mad at me for not showing up to your shit when you just made me uncomfortable. Okay? Mm-hmm. And people need to get it together. Right? This is happening right here on the side of America that was supposed to be about equity, diversity. Those nice words they like to throw around, Leona. But you know what else they like to do? They like to throw the book at us. They like to arrest us for bullshit. So they'll have a reason to put us in their profit-driven shit. Because you know what I was just saying while you was talking to your baby? Why do they even call it a system? It goes one way. Doesn't a system have an in, a middle and an out? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, that's what it's defined as, right? But what they do is they mentally fuck with you mentally enough. So that you now, in turn, end up, you know, doing it to yourself, shall we say. One of the biggest things you were concerned about tonight was your son's reaction, wasn't it? And why is that? Why were you worried that they would tell him that your visit was canceled? What made you concerned so folks understand? They they want him to try, they want to try to make him go off because he's not a fighter. He's not one to cause problems, but and he's mm-hmm. been pretty patient because he's got more patience than me, but they're they're trying Mm -hmm. to break him. They're trying to break Mm -hmm. him. And that's what they thought was going to happen. And he did. He told us that he didn't break, but he told us just now when he called that he was stressed out Mm -hmm. because he's, he knows what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. He was stressed out. He wants to have the visit before, before the end of the week, before Mariam goes back and he wants to have this visit. And Mm -hmm. he knows that he knows they're going to try to prevent this visit. Well, yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. They're going to find a bullshit reason. My now, why was it that... important, Leona, so folks understand? Why was it important for her to come visit him? What's the significance there so people get perspective? I've, I've interviewed Mariam on the show a few times, and quite a few times. She's a psychosocial mm-hmm. therapist from the Netherlands. And right. she's been pretty much, she's she's been keeping him She's been keeping him going through all of this because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for her, they might have had him. They might have broken by now. I don't know, but this is why wow. it's important. She wants. She wants to see him. She has been communicating with them. She has been lifting mm-hmm. his spirits. She's done a mm-hmm. lot to keep him from going off, and that's why they're mm-hmm. preventing. That they want to prevent it. They want to prevent the visit right. because they know. They know. They and know. Not only that, not only that, but the, the, the thing with Mariam is if she were to be able to, and at some point in time she was considering to do the evaluation on my son herself because the, the, the psychologist from the, this prison diagnosed him as antisocial. They diagnosed mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of prisoners with antisocial to, wow. to make people fear, mm-hmm. to make people fear. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. See, that's what America does. They have to label you. And once they put that label, that's once they put that label, they put the label on you and they stick it on your ass. And now you're labeled twice by your skin and by what they decided, who and what you are. Let me tell you something. White people in Connecticut don't amaze me no more. I know they think I'm a bitch. I know they think I'm a lot of nice, wonderful adjectives that they convince themselves make sense. You know why they think that? Because they can't control me. When they can't control what they do, they try to tear it the fuck down. So go right ahead with that. Okay? I enjoy being the one of the most hated activists. That's great. 
The gatekeeping is real. The gaslighting is real. Leona herself, she's an advocate. She's an activist. She's out here fighting not just for her child, but the many incarcerated people. Okay? So, of course, they're watching her. See, but we don't talk about this side of the movement, do we? We don't talk mm-hmm. about that, the, the way that they attack us, the way that they try to fuck with our freedoms and our minds. You, they you know, they CJ, know what this is doing to you. You know, mm-hmm. CJ, it's, and I told you this before, you're doing the right thing. Because you're an activist, you're not just an advocate, but you're an activist. We're going to have people who are going to hate us because we are activists and we're doing the right thing. And they're advocates thinking they're doing the right thing. Or and then sellouts. Gonna be people Don't forget the gonna, sellouts. Exactly. And then there's going to be people who are going to respect you because this is the way it is. There's people out there that trying to do the same thing. They're going to respect you because they know you're sincere about what you're doing. So we're dealing with fake or phony advocates and we're dealing with real time activists. And that's where you, you come in. And that's why people are going to give you a time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't even have to do anything. I could just be there and they'll try to gatekeep and gaslight me. They love doing it. They enjoy doing it. And But you know what bothers me more, Leona, is the ones who look like me who encourage it and support it. Mm-hmm. That knife, boy, that knife sting different, right? And this is what I was saying about those held at the Susan Barwinski Correctional Center. I'm trying to say it all in one go. That's, that's a hell of a deep breath. Susan <laughs> Barron now. See what I mean? Like now. Like now. now. Like now. Well, right. That's a good that's a good tag right there. Like, no, we need you yeah. all to have help us with justice for John Diaz, like right now. Right now. Exactly. Call them. We need you all to call. All right. I'm so nice when I publish this for you. I'm gonna even give you all a number to call. <laughs> you can thank me later. Right? Send those fucking emails, man. Stop this war on black and brown people. I don't know about you all, but I'm tired of them using the prison system against us. It's not a system. It's a dead end. A system is something. Let me look up the definition. Now, what have you been doing to cope with this, Leona, this time? Because I'm still stuck on not being able to see my child for 10 years. You know something? I've been contacting legislative members. Yes. I've been contacting. Walk us through what this advocacy for your child has been like so people get it. Because I don't think... You know, you have to hear this, folks, for yourself, what this woman has been doing. I know she's not the only one, but listen to what the work goes into just to visit her child. Go ahead, Leona. You know, I tried I tried to I tried to get help for my son through the uh, Senator Eldridge, Jamie Eldridge, who is a senator in Massachusetts, uh, Liz Miranda, who is a senator in Massachusetts and Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Ayanna Presley's office even told me they were going to contact the Department of Justice, which they never did. So I finally ended up sending a letter, a three-page letter to uh, Kirsten uh, Clark, the Assistant Attorney General's office, and I haven't received a response yet. But for those that want to contact the Department, I mean, Sousa Baranowski Correctional Center, and and bombard them, bombard them, and that number is 978 514 six five zero zero and and talk to anybody there because ask for the commissioner's office and talk to the commissioner because this is what's happening they don't care no they don't 
No, they don't. And and you know what it is? They got so used to putting us behind bars. It's like nothing now. In fact, they even know how to sway the system. So we collect petty charges and build up a nice docket so they could validate their bullshit. That's what they do to a lot of immigrants. That's what people don't know. Most people seem to think when an immigrant, get real mad when I hear it's immigrant related because there's so much people don't know. They seem to think that most immigrants who are detained, they were some kind of, I'm not saying people don't commit crimes. I'm saying some people really in detention for bullshit. You did not need to be in detention for a DUI, bro. That It was not to that. You see what I'm saying? Or I'm not saying domestic violence is okay, but if the person and the situation got resolved, why is this person being detained? See, they look for reasons to put us there. I love the ones who have nothing going on. Your child had nothing going on. This this is the only thing on his record. He just spent his whole life in jail. That's it. Do, do you does he have any children? No. Mm. No. Mm-mm. No. And look at who you're contacting. I really believe. I'm serious, sister. They knew you were coming and they knew they who do. you were coming with. Because you would have had to let them know who's coming with you, right? He put her on the list. He put her on the list months. We've been planning this for months. And they waited until oh my God. this past month to start all this. Mm, it's because of what she does. Months. I'm telling you, there's something she would have seen. There's something she would realize. There's something that she would notice that they did not want exposed. They're trying to keep it under guards, but you know, such nice, loving people. And because we're curious, we're going to ask questions anyway. People, let me tell you something. Don't underestimate the power of a freedom of information request. It's a real powerful tool that they don't like you to know about because it makes them have to answer. It's all the word for today is. Yes, I did by myself. Really, really good. That letter, when I just looked at it, really good. Thank and you. I wanted to say, too, if everybody will even contact Senator Jamie Eldridge's office, and that number is 617-722-1120. And mm-hmm. again, it's uh, Jamie Eldridge's office, uh, 617-722-1120. And just let him know, because he's been following up on a lot of this. He hasn't challenged mm-hmm. them, though. He hasn't challenged mm-hmm. them, and that's the problem. He right. wrote a letter trying, trying to get them to even have a private doctor look at my son's shoulder where they did permanently damaged it, and they haven't done that. Right. So a lot of the things that he's been trying to get them to do has not been, they haven't done it. So they they ignore them, these politicians, mm-hmm. they ignore them, and then the politicians don't challenge them. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. challenge Well, see, here's the thing, and that's been the ruling theme, even in what's going on in Palestine, right? We have been saying the word is what? Accountability. Look at what Israel doing to these people. Israel, right? I was telling yeah. Miriam, Israel's trying to take over the whole, Israel don't want the, the Arabs there. They they want to take over the whole, uh, the whole yes. uh, country. They're, they're just yes. trying to, they want to get rid of them. Right, but they're doing the same to your child or they're trying exactly. to. It's the same shit. It's the same. Just like we picture the bombs falling and the air raid and all of that. I can't imagine. Like when you told me earlier, right, that the visit was canceled, that Mm -hmm. really hit my backbone because I was like, oh, my, I was so worried for you. 
Because what I started off tonight saying is, um, you know, people don't realize the mental health impact of incarceration. No. They don't they don't think about that. I, I give you so much credit, my friend, for your your bravery, your commitment, your loyalty, and the fact that you could still do it. This is not the type of work that you get rewarded. You've encountered your share of losses for doing the work you do haven't you you know i started i founded new vision organization in 2004 and in 2004 we were advocating for the incarcerated men women and youth around the country i stepped down Mm -hmm. in 2014 and the people that took over my organization messed it up so quickly but they didn't tell Mm -hmm. me they messed it up they registered it out in california under a new tax exempt but kept the name because of the reputation i built so I, when I found out about it, I started a new vision organization up again with the state in just Massachusetts only, and only advocating for first-time offenders serving life and life without parole. But one wow. of the things is I've worked with prisoners around the country. I have letters from prisoners thanking me for the work that I did. Yes, and you do. And, and that's why I say when I can't even get help, and I, I reached out to legislative members to, to mm-hmm. legislative members thinking because of their influence that they could do something I couldn't do. And they weren't able mm-hmm. to do anything more than what I did. So what do we have legislative members for? What are we voting people right. into, into office right. when they can't even Facts. do the job? Facts. Or they you take credit Donald for work Trump. that they don't do. You mentioned Donald Trump. Look at Donald Trump. Look at uh, Joe Biden with their loved ones and themselves. Yes. And look at right here in Massachusetts, our former governor, Governor Charlie Baker, his son, they had to land right. the plane because of his son. And then his son was right. drunk and driving or druggy all over the road. And he still isn't serving any time. Right. Doesn't make sense. No, they get to do whatever. They literally the last- get to do whatever. I want to say, CJ, you have, you made my day today because I was, and and Marion will tell you, I was so broken. I I don't cry because I'm a strong person, but these last couple of days were so, I mean, so traumatic for me. And I'll tell you, like I said before, I've got medical issues. I haven't even told my son about yet because I don't want to tell him alone. And I, you know, I just, I get so upset with the system. Because Massachusetts mm-hmm. is a racist, it, it is a racist state, and they do smile in your face and stab you in the back, and that's why we yes. have people in prison who are being tormented and tortured, who are being deprived and provoked and harassed. And, and you know, we right. have people around the country, like you say, especially of color. We have people around yes. the country. Look at the Daryl Rainey in Florida, mentally ill. What did they do? They put him in a shower, locked the door, turned the water up to 180 degrees, and scalded that man alive. Well, everyone on the block could hear him screaming for his life. When they finally right. let the water, when they finally found this man, all the the muscle, all the skin, everything was separate from his bones. The family never got a never got an apology. I don't even know if those people ever served any time. And like you said, the bed bugs, a, 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 a man in prison eaten alive by bed bugs. You know that they neglected that man. They never listen. Those bed bugs did not just come there. You know that. You know that. exactly. Come on now. But we don't talk about the shit water. Let's not forget the shitty water. 
right? Because they don't talk about the toilets that are fucked up. They don't talk about the fact that the water itself is fucked up. They don't talk about the fact that the food itself is fucked up. Nobody ever said it had to look like the fucking Hilton. But if this is supposed to be a, quote, system that's supposed to help people re-enter and learn, how are you going to do that in that environment? Yeah. How? And at this place... Yes, go ahead. They've been, they've been known to have maggots in the food. Yes. People, it's been on Facebook. The group's on Facebook. They talk about the maggots in the food. One one girl, woman, whatever, said that her boyfriend or husband worked in the chow hall, and he was saying they leave the food out all days with all kinds of bugs walking, and they give it to the prisoners. <sighs> Take a breath, sister. Take a breath. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I can't imagine... You know, I mean, all I could say to you is I appreciate you a lot. I appreciate and I admire and I am, you know, encouraged and humbled by your strength. 28 years. Yeah. And you're not just dealing with your son's case. You're also trying to help others who have been incarcerated. I've been on your show. Prisoners have called in. And what they're telling us is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. On Mondays, Monday nights at yes. 530, 5.30 Eastern Time, Reginald Clemens from Missouri and some other prisoners from Missouri prison, they call in. You you mm-hmm. listen to them, and you're going to see that Reginald Clemens, uh, he's a wrongfully convicted prisoner, and some of the others mm-hmm. that are serving life, they're all serving life, but they're doing the job, even the prison officials, and they're getting funding for it. But Reginald Clemens and the, and the others are mentoring people that are soon to be released from prison when they themselves are in prison for life. But they can tell you about the prisons there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how could people tune into your show, Leona? They can just go on Talk Talk Radio, Shedding Light, and that'll bring mm-hmm. them to the, the site, and they'll be able to see the upcoming shows that are going to be on and the numbers the numbers there where they can call in as well and and i want you cj to come back on again i've been waiting well yeah you said five thirty tomorrow no this i haven't had any shows i canceled because i'm trying to get in to, to see my son we're oh, gonna yeah, try well, you know we're gonna whenever try, you're ready mm-hmm. uh next next week i next week i'm going to be doing the shows again so okay. anytime, anytime from Monday of next week to, to Friday or Saturday of next week, let me know and I'll set it up. And Absolutely. Anyone, mm-hmm. anyone, anyone that wants to call in or come on, just, just let them know, let, they can let you know, or they can, they can uh, email mm-hmm. me, they can email me or message me on, on Facebook. That's right. How can they reach you on Facebook? Under Leona Brando. L-E-O-N-N-A, mm-hmm. Brando, B-R-A-N-D-A-O. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, it's under Leona Brando. I have a, a site I can't get into I, for three years now, so I had to start that one. But uh, they, they'll see Leona Abraham Brando, but that uh, Leona Abraham Brando is not a, a used site anymore because I can't get in it. So it's under Leona Brando. They're watching you. I keep trying to tell you that. They're watching you. And the reason why they're watching you watching is because you. of what you're doing. See, Leona, your your podcast, 
um, shedding light, you're giving a voice to the incarcerated. Like you're having prisoners call in and stuff. Massa don't like that. Yeah. Massa don't like that because you see now they're telling the stories that go unheard because you see in America, right wing white media sells. So it looks good to say that we have all these people crossing the border from Mexico, which is bullshit. It looks good to say that all these people are incarcerated because they're hardened criminals. Look at that over there. Look at them killing each other. It looks good to say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, while, while they're keeping them from coming to the country, they're letting people out from all over the world come into the country. And that's why I say right. it's going to be domestic terrorism. You know, this whole thing right. with Ukraine and Russia, uh, Israel and the Gaza, right now what's going to happen is while Biden is sending all this money over to all these countries, we're going to get attacked and we're not going to have any defense. Even no. the conservative. Well, the conservative. well oh, oh, wait, pause right there. Pause right there. People don't understand that part about this, you know. See, for all of you all, well, well, preface myself. First of all, fuck Israel. Let's start there. And let's continue by saying, for the people who think there's no money involved in this war, you lost your damn mind. You have really? been paying taxes. Yes, you lost your mind. The U.S. has money. The U.S. invested in, in Israel by way of sending them money, by way of funding the IDF. That's why Black and Brown United in Action, amongst other groups, have been encouraging people to boycott places like McDonald's, Starbucks, Disney, do what you can, but those three in particular are the biggest ones. KFC, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Fox News, right? And the reason why we're saying that, or you could go all out and, and just not purchase anything that has 729 in front of it. That means it was produced in Israel, right? Cut it off. Money wins wars, Leona, mm -hmm. right? I'm all for a good protest. I started off saying why I don't like to get arrested because you see, I work with undocumented people. So if I get arrested, mm -hmm. guess who doesn't get the help? So yeah. I, I do appreciate folks doing a civil disobedience and getting arrested for that reason. But also the civil disobedience has to make sense to me. First of all, I have to calculate the risk. I've done things like help people, you know, avoid getting detained, right? So that they could get representation. Because one of the other misperceptions that um, people seem to have is that when ICE comes to take you, they send you a love letter first. No, the fuck they don't. They show up. They could show up in various spaces and places. Sometimes they wait for you to come outside your house, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I've seen cases where they've even taken people from their jobs or going to a school. They will do that, right? And in fact, they will even break the law because some people don't even know that ICE actually is not allowed to take you from certain spaces and places. And I'm not talking about the sanctuary spaces either. By law, for example, they're not supposed to come. They can't take you 500 feet. If you're within 500 feet of the courthouse, they can't touch you. But if you didn't tell anybody or you don't know better, how would you know that? The miseducation you know is the key. My my question is, you know, when when Trump debate, I know I can't Trump, speak English either. <laughs> <laughs> when when Trump took the parents away from those children at the border, oh God, Jesus and Christ! They, they say the parents were deported. Do you know? I I think those parents were killed because right now they have all these kids in cages. They can't find the parents. Yes. And if the Correct. parents, if it were my kid, even though I was deported, I would find a way to get to the media or get a way to get my children. Well, did you know, and did you know this? Let me pause you right there. Did you know 
The part they also don't talk about is the dead remains that you find at the border. So maybe that's where they went. Because where did they go? Exactly. I believe you too. And I want to know how young women who are detained, we're talking about young teenage girls. How is a teenage girl? Because people have to understand, these jails, these detention centers, they're not co-ed. Right? So when you see inmates or detainees getting pregnant, who did that? Jesus? They were talking about about that. (laughs) They were talking about the children, even babies. They were talking about them raped and molested. And this is why they're keeping these children. They were talking about them being violated. And let me tell you, let me just say it, please. For everybody who blaming the Latinos, go fuck yourself. Wherever you came from, go back there. All right. Mm -hmm. Learn your facts about immigration first. Right. The Mexicans in particular are not the only ones crossing that border. I want people to see what it goes into crossing that border. It's not it's not the fun journey that CNN and Fox News and them like to describe. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Now, what I want to say to the immigrants and the refugees who come here, I know you all came here for a better life, but that doesn't mean you don't stop fighting the system. This is not one meant to protect and empower us, people. This country is still running as a two-party country when we're way past that point, but they're doing it by design. These prison systems that you think are so profitable, do you even know people what we could have done with the money these fuckers put into prisons? My God. Think about how many people have food, how many people would have hope. Some people aren't even trying to think about Christmas right now. A couple episodes ago, I spoke about the fact that COVID happened and the government never said to the utility companies, don't charge people. What was so hard in that? Because you see, what COVID allowed to to do is make that wealth gap even bigger. And now people are losing it. Look at the driving on the streets. People are driving crazier than before. Right? The cost of living is going up every second. You have to choose, am I going to buy eggs or cheese? Or get my gas. Which one am I getting? That government, government shutdown is is five days away, and I guarantee it's going to be shut down. Yes, and I guarantee. You yes, know, they don't even have a director in the military right now. This country is going to get hit. And oh wait, pause right there. Mind. Pause right there. Pump your brakes right there. You see what you just said? No director mm-hmm. where in the military. So for That's all right. y'all who think America going to show up and help Israel, they can't do it. That's why Israel has to stay there. Because the only other country that ha- could have gone behind them and supported them is the United States. But right now, the United States can't get its shit together, which means that if we decide to go in there, we're going to be fucking up on various levels. You cannot call a war without having authority behind it. So if the U.S. decides to send people over there, please tell me, how was that legal? Thank you very much. Okay? You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. So people, please join these calls to action. Boycott McDonald's, boycott Starbucks. I'm going to tell you something. You see them two fuckers right there? Oh, God, now you gave me Vex, you know. Again, Vex all over again. People don't understand something, you know. You all sitting here buying them damn rotten-ass McDonald's fries and shit. They're killing you slowly. Now, I, I have to admit, I would indulge every now and again. But some people live off of that. And it's ruining mm. you. Okay? Not only Marianne that, but Starbucks. That. Yes, go ahead. 
I was just saying, Marion was just saying that today earlier that yes. McDonald's and all that. But she speaks about these large corporations making money all the time off of prisoners. All the time. Them. All the time. Because guess who was funding the IDF, McDonald's, and Israel? That's what we're calling. And Coca-Cola. Okay? And Pepsi. That's why we're telling people don't buy their shit. Don't do it. Why is that so hard? I'm all for a good rally. Don't get me wrong. But you want to fuck with these fuckers? Boycott their shit. And especially McDonald's and Starbucks, they treat their workers like crap. They treat their workers like crap. And they exploit the black and brown communities for labor, especially. Except if they start to get popularity, then they fire everybody and hire white people. Because now they want it to look nice and pleasant. You see what I'm saying? This is bullshit. Y'all should be mad. If you're not mad, get mad. How many of our people need to die behind bars before we realize it's a problem, y'all? It's a problem. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. You know, Anna Anna Santiago, I just I just connected her. I invited her to join your group. She's out of New York. But Anna mm-hmm. Santiago, she has she has a bad respiratory problem. And she mm-hmm. she is in New York. Her son is incarcerated in Pennsylvania. Mm. He got a life. Mm-mm. He got a life. And he was a teenager when he went in. Mm-mm. But she drove all the way to Pennsylvania to see her son about a month ago, only to get there and they turned her away. And this is the type of stuff that they do. They do it to, to, to people. And it's to me, something needs to be done about it. So I told Anna Santiago, she needs to join a lot of these groups, black and brown mm-hmm. groups or whatever. To, to get involved mm-hmm. because that's where she'll get her support. But not but only that, I like what she you just said there. I love what you just said there. Black and brown. People, let me tell you something. White people can't get more mad about our shit than we should be getting about mad about our shit. I said this before, I'll say it again. Don't let them fuck with you. Don't let them exploit you. They're going to come and say, well, I could help do this. I could help do that. Give them a task. And if they have a tube because they're not in control, they don't need to be working with you. It's that very simple. Don't think they won't infiltrate and try to fuck up your shit either, because they will do it. Take control of your work. And I need you all to stand in solidarity with our sister here. Okay? Stand in solidarity with this queen. This could be your child. This could be your friend. This could be anybody you know, care about. And doesn't matter if you don't, it shouldn't be happening. So tonight is one of several that we're going to have that's going to be focused just on this. So look out for that. It's a new series. It's going to start tonight. Justice for John Diaz. We need you all to tell his story. Lift his voice. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Leona, before we close out for tonight, do you have any final thoughts for folks? I just want to thank you, CJ, for what you're doing. I want to, I want to let people know exercise your rights because what's going to happen is if you don't eventually it's going to hit home and you're not going to have that support that you need because if you're not there to start stopping it from the beginning and it ha- and it hits you once it does get started you're going to have a more difficult time fighting it because mm-hmm. the less we act the more power they get and I'll tell you there okay. are some whites and I'll tell you I'll tell you the one that's here now she came all the way from the Netherlands this is a woman that's totally, totally for black and brown. And she is totally exposing when she comes on the show. But I just want all of you to know, audience, all of you to know, exercise your rights. 
get involved yes. in what's going on right now because it's going to happen yes. eventually. If it doesn't happen today, it's going to happen eventually to you and your family. I want to say one thing, uh, CJ. Sure. You know, the, Italian, the Italians came out with drugs. They came out with drugs <laughs> and their purpose at the time. Yes, come on, girl. Come on, bring it. To get black and brown on drugs, that's because they wanted to bring them down. But what happened yes. is it backfired and it went to other races, including their own. And this is what that's we right. are involved with right now, drugs around the country. But we have to exercise our rights. We have to expose. We have to make calls. We have to work together in unity and solidarity to make sure the changes come. That's right. I wanna, I that's wanna right. Thank you, CJ. I want to thank oh, you for Oh, girl, everything. anytime. Let me tell you something. This week, I'm taking on the cross with you. You know that. I'm going to hold you down on your pod. You're going to be just fine. I want you to focus on visiting your baby. Okay? Let's let's put that up in the air. And actually, if you don't mind staying on an extra minute, I want to take a moment of silence, not just for the people in Palestine, the world's largest prison, but for your son and all of those who are behind bars. Yes. Oh Allah, alleviate the suffering of the oppressed and grant them justice. Please ease their pain and hardship and provide them with relief and comfort. We beseech you, O merciful one, to intervene on their behalf and bring an end to their oppression. I mean, Leona, thank you so much mm -hmm. for taking the time and I can't thank you enough. Again, I admire your work. You're a fellow sister in the struggle, a queen, a friend. I am so happy to do this with you. I'm humbled by your work, you know, and encouraged. All right, you're not alone. And we are going to get justice for your baby. Believe that. All right, it's going to start with this, and it's going to move from there. And I hope those tuning in join the struggle. We need the voices. Lift this baby up. Come on now. All right. Join it. And for all who continue to like, share, and subscribe, I, I truly appreciate it. We appreciate it very, very much. Your support, encouragement, and empowerment is so, so, so important. And if nobody told any of you all today, let me remind you, you're amazing. And the only way we could change something is if we challenge it, as the late, great James Baldwin said. Well, that's all for tonight. For tonight. Thank you all. Wherever you're at, be grateful to be here. That's all for tonight. Fist up. Smile on. In solidarity. CJ. Thank you, sister. We'll talk to you later. You're welcome. Thank you, audience. You got it. Amen.